0: Hi there, I'm Jason
1: and I'm Joseph
0: and this is the Trekkin a weekly ish podcast talking all things Star Trek This week we're discussing Star Trek Discovery season 4 episode 13 coming home So let's get into it with the recap the DMA approaches Earth and Navarre with evacuations underway Burnham and the team aboard the USS Discovery must find a way to communicate and connect with a species far different from their own before time runs out So I gotta say I'm I'm actually impressed With this finale,
1: like before we get into the nitty-gritty details of it, and there's a whole bunch of things I'm going to nitpick about, and I will always nitpick about, because it's Discovery, and at this point in time, if the writers don't know any better, then they need to be scolded, um, punished, and brought into front of a firing squad sometimes. But this is not one of those times. I actually got to admit, like, for the most part, they did more good than wrong. There's a lot less stuff that I want to nitpick about, because I think they, they nailed the landing if some of the things leading up to that landing were highly sus, like I wanted to murder them in the last half of this season, but the pacing of this episode was beautifully done. It felt real. It didn't feel contrived. The parts that were kind of like feelingly forced, I was still on board with. Um, and that's just the general like non-spoiler element intro into this thing. Like I liked the flow of this episode. Um, Mm -hmm. And they had so many moments that I actively felt something for. So, like, there was a lot of cool shit. You know, like, Tilly is back. And to be honest, like, I did the Leonardo DiCaprio thing where I, like, meme where I'm, like, sitting there like,
0: oh, look at that.
1: But I couldn't remember her name for the first, like, 20 minutes. Uh, (laughs) I was like, the redhead's back. Because she had been gone so long. And I, I, you know, just was like, all right, I, I don't care anymore. But... Tilly was back, and at the end, like, I was glad she was back. She was good to have returned into the flow of things.
0: Yeah, you know, you and I both said at the end of last week's episode that we were certain how we knew this was going to go. It was going to be boom, 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 explosions, explosions. And I'm very shocked to say that we were mostly wrong. Like, they they resolved all of the, the book, Tarka, dumb we're going to blow things up plot within the first 25 minutes. And then we were back to diplomacy for the rest of it. And I am genuinely shocked and really pleased about that.
1: Yeah. That was a big thing to me, like that they had got the balance, right? Like my issue with the action with Tarka and book had nothing to do with the, with the presence of action had to do with the fact that I hate the Tarka and book storyline. And that so much of the drama was dependent on that story. And that was the issue I had with it. And that's the one thing I could I could constantly scream about. But like the the balance of it and the fact that I kind of like got over with quickly. And even Tarka seemed to eventually become a man of reason, which was like, oh, look, a brain in there, like not forced contrived writing. Like they finally did something that like mattered. And it's something I would have liked to have seen like be actually extended to the parts of this, of the season that really had nothing going on. I think there's so much of this that could have been expanded um in earlier episodes and given better better treatment but like i i still love the way it ended like i like that balance of it
0: i will say the tarka change of heart didn't feel earned at all no it did that's my point it's it it it
1: could it should have been extended so that moment mattered especially when he's in that like oh you know we're doing the same thing we were doing this is the plan the whole time like no No, that's not the plan. You weren't intending to, like, destroy an entire species, blow up their homeworld, and destroy Earth and Navarre in the process. Like, no. No, just so you can go home. That was not the plan. That wasn't the plan. That was never the plan. And
0: also, if that was the plan, not a great plan.
1: No, it was a stupid plan, and no one should have been on board with it. And Book should have, a long time ago, been like, you know what? I'm just going to stop listening to you because I think you're fucking crazy. You're fucking crazy. Like, you're not a man of logic and reason. You're literally, like, freaking the fuck out. Like, yeah, no. And, like, that was my issue with, like, book taking forever and a day to get there. But, like, the fact that Tarka finally woke up from that, okay, fine. It's just, again, the way they handled the pacing of the storyline that really just made it so unreasonable. No reasonable person would act that way, even in grief and craziness. I don't think they would. I mean, Tarka should have had a drug addiction. Or something like that in order to make it artificial. Something to add to his... Cra- if you really want to make him that crazy in the 20... Not 20. In the 31st or 32nd century, it, it just lacked all sense of reason. I didn't like it. Um, but beyond me not liking that storyline, they did hit it well. And they nailed it as far as the payoff goes. It's the best we're ever going to get from it with what they had. So, yay for that. And the fact that the most of the episode was about communication um was very Trek. it was conceptually trying to communicate with this alien species with an alien type of communication um especially with a hive mind like the 10c C. I liked it i was there for it
0: yeah regarding book like i know his plot line this season was whatever but god damn i love that actor like when he's talking to the 10c at the end of the episode that bit is so good i'm sad that it's tacked on to like him being kind of dumb for the entire show but just that last speech he was giving to, like, the 10C, I, I was in for that.
1: Yeah, the I think the—I put it at the end that, like, the end got a little bit preachy, but in a good way. Like, it all became about the environment and people understanding each other and, like, sympathizing and all that energy was there. And it was heartfelt. It really was. Like, seeing Book come back was heartfelt. But nothing beats the the beat of Book being lost. And that's the reason why I kind of accepted him coming back, because I knew he was going to come back. But the beat when we lost him, the, the, the close-up on Burnham's face, that whole, like, 15 seconds is, was some of the most emotional performance I've ever seen out of Michael Burnham. And it was done so perfectly that all of it just made sense. Like, all of, it, all of her Vulcan training, all of her cat, all of it, all of her journey worked. Like, all that drama was earned, and I loved it. And it's rare that Discovery earns their emotional moments that they go for, but this was a rare occasion where it earned and it nailed and it landed. And oh my God, that performance mwah, was beautifully heartfelt.
0: No, precisely. Like, I, I, I had a feeling that Book's death was a fake out, but you're right. The emotional, like, just that emotional bit for Michael was perfectly handled it made complete sense with her character and everything we've seen her go through.
1: Yeah. I mean, like it was like, Oh, we got him. And like, you saw that like, Oh, oh sigh of relief. And then like, as soon as you see the ship explode, the, the pattern just fizzles out and she's like, huh! and it just sinks into her. And it's, Oh, I mean like not to go actors class, but like you could just feel, you could feel it on her face and it sink and her breaking and trying to keep control and breaking and keeping control and breaking and keeping control until like, Another information came through and she had to just suck it all up and be the captain again. And she did it. She did it. And all of that within the span of 15 seconds. It just felt like it went on forever in a good way. It just you felt it from her perspective. And I I just can't speak better enough good stuff about it. it. It just was a beautiful moment. Um, I loved it. And, like, usually I, I sit here and I rant and, and rave at the, at the show about, like, how it, it fucks things up. And most of those moments are unearned. But, again, this one was earned and nailed it.
0: This episode also felt like it had stakes. Because there were several moments where, like, I thought certain characters were going to die. Not just book, but um legitimately i was worried for admiral daddy vance when he was like oh i'm staying behind until tilly said she was also staying behind i was like oh god they're gonna kill off fans
1: they got saved at the last minute it all worked out we didn't lose daddy vance and we didn't use lose tilly
0: did you think for a second that they were gonna have detmer do that suicide mission though
1: i did i did i was like well i was like well detmer's been getting a f- couple of good episodes
0: This would be a time to kill her off. So they were like, all right, we learned from our lesson.
1: We're not just going to give you one big episode. We're going to give you a few build-up episodes, and then we're going to kill you. You know? It's like, nope, they're just actually developing Detmer in an actual way. And I guess getting rid of bridge characters who don't know how to, I don't know. I still don't know why we lost Bryce. (laughs) I don't know why Bryce left. There was no reason. And they mentioned it again, like, oh, maybe Bryce will come back. Was he just a prop in the first? I just don't understand the the behind-the-scenes logic or even the canon logic of where Bryce went. Is Bryce getting his his own show with Kovic? I I don't know. Star Trek Bryce. Star Trek Bryce. We didn't have a character. He barely had a name. But here he is with his own show on
0: Paramount+. Plus. We found out that Daddy Vance is a whiskey guy, so I love him even more.
1: Yeah, that was a nice exchange, though. Like, <laughs> I got this from, uh, from, from uh, Tarmac, or whatever the fuck his name is. Tarka? I don't care what his name is. Don't correct me. His name is Tarmac. He's an idiot character. I don't like him. Great performance by the actor. I'm not against him. The character is stupid. It's a stupid character, Discovery writers. Do better. Do better. I'm not going to let you get that off the hook just because I like how you handled it. The landing was good. The flight was shit. Fuck off. His name is Tarmac. Anyway, I like that he gave them the thing. And she's like, he's such a nice guy. He's such a good dude. My little, that little Tilly, Tilly burn was uh, on point. Thank you. I oh,
0: Made me miss her. Even though it was kind of a montage, I'm glad that she got her little like reunion with the ship crew at the end of the episode. Yeah, same. No dialogue, but... No
1: dialogue. It was nice. Also, really, like having just done... While we're talking about that, that montage in the bar... Like having just done the ten forward experience, I would spend a lot more money to go to that bar for like two hours. Like that's the that's the bar aesthetic
0: I want with a Ferengi bartender.
1: I found that a little racist, to be honest. Like I looked at him, like ooh, Ferengi bartender. Of course, of course, the Ferengi is a bartender. Couldn't just be a regular. Any it couldn't be an Andorian or a Vulcan. It had to be a Ferengi. I felt that that was racist. We saw Ferengi in Starfleet for one fraction of a second but the other times were we were bartenders. So, there it is. There we go. I Also like um how uh, when Reno being back on board, she was like boy genius and like it basically read as like a burn because book was an idiot.
0: <laughs> I loved her little exchange with Stamets where she's like I'm already making the cocktail, Bobcat. <laughs> Bobcat. It's a good it's, it's a good
1: nickname. It's a good nickname.
0: <laughs> also, Saru Finally getting there with Tarina.
1: Yes, that was nice. That was very nice.
0: It's a nice little payoff to something they've sort of been teasing for like a season and a half.
1: It is, and it was calm, and it was nice. It wasn't great. It wasn't horrible. It was done well. I don't have a lot of notes about it, other than just like I'm glad for Saru. I hope to actually let those moments actually go somewhere and be and matter, because I felt like it was just like a side, a side character thing. It was uh, almost a a side quest it didn't
0: really have much to do with the with the main quest what did you think about book's sentence though he's getting off kind of kind of light he's getting off extremely light considering he's a terrorist
1: yeah like like what the fuck like like, yeah reasons do matter but i feel like he really got off incredibly light for his crimes he's a terrorist he as a result of his actions Earth was put into horrible danger, and probably a lot of people died with those asteroids cutting through the atmosphere because he accelerated the problem. He made things way worse and all that, but he's just doing community service. So, okay, I think the writers need to do community service for all the shit that they made him do this entire season. That's the biggest crime to me, is the fact that they wrote him as a moron, and they deserve to do community service. So, the whole evacuation of Earth and all these, like, little random ships that are coming in to, like, do the job, wasn't, like, only supposed to be 200 years ago where we had something the size of the universe-class starship with the Enterprise J? It was already established in canon that basically housed almost an entire planet-sized colony population. Wouldn't that be the kind of ship you'd like to, like suddenly show up like maybe they're all destroyed in the burn but
0: well that's what i was gonna say like i feel like those ships definitely blew up during the burn you couldn't
1: build another one like i don't know
0: but why would you if you don't even have like dilithium
1: yeah i guess it's just like it bothered me like all we had were these basic bitch little baby ships and it looked that he that had like 30 of them and that's about it
0: well they had a line about Navarre only having like 30 warp capable ships which is crazy
1: <sighs> i guess it just like it just shows, I guess, the Federation really is starting from scratch here. And they don't have a lot of stuff to work with. So I guess that's part of the story here. And we're all building up from the ground. And it's part I of the struggle. Things will be better now that Earth is involved again, you know?
0: Yeah, I kind of wonder if they're going to move, uh, like, Starfleet Academy and Federation slash Starfleet HQ back to Earth.
1: Yeah, I wonder. One of the things I wrote about as far as the ending was this, like... I love the fact that we got to see a shot of, like, a space station in orbit of Earth again like that. Like, space dock and Earth in that one shot felt like Star Trek. That made me feel really good. I love that. Um, Other things I just really love, just to rant it off, I I love the fact that the USS Yelchin got a shout-out. And the Nog. And the Nog. I also like the fact that a cat door saved the entire day. Essentially, it wasn't for that cat door, everyone would have died. That, that's literally it. That's that's how the story would have ended up. Um, I'm sad for book ship. I'm really sad. I like that ship. I'm very upset that we lost it.
0: I am sad about that as well. And I do kind of wonder because because of that, we lost the um, experimental spore drive and also Discovery spore drive burnt out. So are we going back to just normal warp? They did say they were gonna. It was gonna be able to be repaired. So. Just they need to do it at Space Dock. So yeah, that'll probably be back to status quo by next season.
1: Glad Book has Grudge again. Oh
0: man, Grudge also has to do community service. That's not fair. That's not fair. The cat didn't do anything. Now Grudge has to go and clear out Cardassian voles as part of its community service because Book's an idiot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Book is an idiot. And yes, that's pretty much exactly what's going to happen now.
0: So one thing I, I would be remiss for not mentioning... I loved Earth President Stacey Abrams at the end. Conservative Star Trek fans on the internet did not love that so much, but I loved it.
1: Yeah, my favorite part of this episode was Ted Cruz crying. Same, same. That was basically, that just made everything to me. And you and I have had lots of conversations. I don't know how many on this podcast, but just in private, just in general about how anyone who is conservative, who doesn't think Star Trek has, has ever been political, are just nuts because they're obviously not watching the same show. And maybe they're just watching it as an action oriented sci-fi fantasy bit, but like they would have to include the fantasy in order to make that rationalized because all throughout from the sixties onward, Star Trek has been the, that's kind of the thing I I missed about current Star Trek is that it has been less political, but I think people are just so wrapped up in their anti-woke sentiments that they think any degree of politicalization is defensive to them and offensive to them. And at the end of the day, like, it's not. It's just what Star Trek does. Um, And Stacey Abrams, as the president of the United Earth, really pissed off a lot of conservatives, and that makes me very happy. Because it's harder for them to deny that Star Trek has always been a sense of liberal progression of how we can proceed as a species in a good, positive way. And that's a representation right there. I loved it.
0: Yeah. And good for Stacey Abrams. Cause I know she's a huge Star Trek fan.
1: Yeah. I, find, I knew that. And like that, it, it was one of those moments where you're like, it reminded me of that Stephen Hawking moment in next generation where it's like, you knew he was a big fan and like, he got a chance to do it. And some people were like, well, it doesn't have to be political. It could just been like, it was, a, she was asked. And as a huge Star Trek fan, of course she was going to take the opportunity to do it. You know, like any, any person who's been given the opportunity, who was a Star Trek fan to do this, did it. I mean, think of star trek 6 christian slater ran for the opportunity what's christian slater doing in this movie he's a big fan and took any role he could get he was just happy to show up that's what people do sometimes just like in star wars i mean you had james bond show up as a stormtrooper
0: i wish i were famous enough to get a cameo in one of these franchises
1: one day jason one day
0: thanks for believing in me
1: i do you're adorable
0: that being said though this season finale has a note of finality to it i know it's not the final season but it really felt like if it just ended this would be a, a pretty decent capper
1: yeah because it felt like they achieved their mission on bringing hope to a gal, on bringing hope to a galaxy and that kind of was the point of discovery the entire way and i'm just really curious what what they have in store for us next if they have a planned finality to it or if it's like we're just gonna keep going until we run out of ideas, or until our writers like get off the coke that they're on, um, or you know, leave us because they realize they're bad writers. Whatever that is, like, I'm wondering how far this is gonna go. I like, I'm, I'm loving these characters more and more. Um, and I give this show a lot of shit. I give this show a lot of nitpicking bullshit. But like, we both do. The writers are learning and they're getting better at it. They're better at Star Trek. You know, that being said, this season was riddled with pacing problems and other writing issues that really need to be addressed long-term, but you and I both thought the finale was going to be this basic, typical Discovery finale, and it wasn't. It really wasn't, and it, 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 it really hit home, and I, I to me, it, it nailed the landing, despite all the issues I had leading up to that landing. So it shouldn't take four seasons for it to feel like home, but... The more and more disco we're getting, the more and more it does feel like home. You know, just got to send the writers to writing school for a little bit and let them watch a few, a lot more Star Trek and a bunch of documentaries about how actual science works. But I'm I'm here for it. I'm not I'm not going away, and I'm not mocking Discovery for being a bad show because it's not. I think there's a lot more room to improve, but it is improving. And I really enjoyed this season despite the pacing issues. What I liked, I really liked.
0: Despite the issues. I would say that this season finale has me more optimistic about this show than I probably have ever been at the end of a season.
1: Yeah. Well, you remember how I felt last season. I think anyone who listened to that show will have my screaming still buried in their ears. A year later, I was not happy. I screamed bloody murder and like, I remember the season before that, when we got into the future, it it to me was a big question mark. And I was like, well, where is this going? I don't know. I was concerned and hopeful, but I was also really concerned. So it was like that.
0: I mean, we weren't, we weren't hyped for the future stuff until like the first episode of the third season. And then we were like, oh shit. So yeah, no, I'm, I think we're both in an optimistic place about discovery and uh, we'll see next season. We'll see. Hopefully it won't be some big something's, you know risking the lives of the entire universe
1: only discovery and michael burnham can fix it fix that template guys please
0: do smaller stories
1: please smaller please 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 please
0: these this crew is exhausted give him some smaller missions
1: i'm gonna go to ryza him have a vacation is ryza even still alive
0: Ah, uh, i think so that's where oros actually went <laughs> he went to tarka's home <laughs> Oh
1: the irony all you had to do is go back to Ryza, Tarka tarmac jackass All
0: right so follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Trekin pod and feel free to send us any questions, concerns comments complaints at the Pod at gmail.com Until next time, I'm Jason
1: and I'm Joseph
0: Thank you for listening and we will trek in with you next week.
1: hailing the frequencies closed good night.